Our next guest is a Grammy Award winner, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, lead singer of one of America's greatest bands, The Beach Boys. He has a new song entitled This Too Shall Pass, which was written to remind us that better days are yet to come. It's Mike Love. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, and thanks for having me on the program and letting the world know about This Too Shall Pass. Most of us are cleaning closets or doing yard work, listening to the Beach Boys. <laughs> You're making new music. I love it. Well, in addition to the honey-do list, which has grown enormously since we've been, been grounded from our, <laughs> our touring activities, you know, a lot more time at home with my wife and d- doing, you know, going to get pet food at the store oh, or, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, walking along the the lake. I live in Lake Tahoe, so it's it's awesome. You know, it's really really nice here. But I was thinking about you know all the people who are going through such horrible. A lot of us are going through inconvenient things, but some people are going through really challenging things, like the doctors and nurses working in the front lines. And um, yeah, I just wanted to give a message of hope, though, empathizing with what we're all going through, but also saying that this too shall pass. I mean, you know, it happens to be the way things work. Well, I love that uh, artists right now are stepping up, and you're donating the proceeds to, it looks like, Feeding America COVID-19's response fund to help food banks across the country. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I think it's hugely needed, and I think, you know, if you're nice enough to play the song and nice enough to let the people know that if they actually purchase the song, all the proceeds are going to go to Feeding America, which is a nationwide organization does amazing things every year. And uh, you have John Stamos on drums, and does it drive you? Does it drive you crazy that he's so good looking? Well, no, it doesn't drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But he is one of the better looking human beings on the planet, and very, a very nice guy too. And before he became Blackie on General Hospital in the mid '80s, he was a drummer in a little three-piece band in Southern California, and so he loves nothing more than to come out and play drums with us, which he did on the video, and he put the video together uh, using all of our iPhone images that we sent him from doing our parts in seven different locations for this song. How do you guys do that? Are you wearing um, headphones? Are you listening to each other as they're playing instruments? How does that work? In our case, what we did is I called my keyboard player, Tim Bonhomme, was living in Vegas, and he recorded the tempo and the melody and in the right key for me to sing it, and then we sent it on to our musical director, Scott, Scott Totten, who's living in um, Lakeland, Florida. He did the basic track, the drum, bass, guitar, and then sent it back, and then I was able to do my lead in my, in my home studio in Lake Tahoe. Our, our sax player and our the guy who sings high parts, uh, Randy and and uh, Brian, they live in Nashville. So oh my gosh, so Florida, Nashville, two different places, uh, Las Vegas. My son Christian did his part from Santa Barbara. Then we sent all of it after I did my lead to John Stamos, who did the drums and the, <laughs> the video. Isn't that it, was it. Isn't it crazy how times have changed? I mean, everybody for this song all over the United States. I mean, back in the day when you had to record something for the Beach Boys, you'd have to stop on the road. You'd have to go back to the recording studio and camp out. Now you can put it oh, together yeah. in a day. Yeah, that's right. Well, it took more than a day because we're sending it all around. But... but Within a few days, yeah, we had the song done, and it, and John uh, spent a lot of hours putting the video together, which was really nice of him to do that. And when did you and Stamos first hook up? Because I know we went on tour with the Beach Boys, but when did you guys first become friends? 
We first met him in the mid-'80s when he was Blackie on General Hospital, and he came out to one of our shows in Washington, D.C., in front of a few hundred thousand people. And so he he's told me that being with us on stage is the highlight of his life because he grew up being a big Beach Boys fan, and he had us on Full House a few times. You right. Know? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so... So we've been friends for many, many years. In fact, he asked me to be involved with his wedding. I actually pronounced he and his wife, Caitlin, man and wife. Really? You officiated the wedding? I was one of the officiators, along with another uh, more efficient officiator. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you done in your lifetime? Because I've done three. I'm three for three. That's the only one I've done. One and before. done, John Stamos. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah, nice. That's good. Uh, we're talking with Mike Love, lead singer of the Beach Boys. I want you to take me back to the mid-60s in California when you were writing Good Vibrations, Fun, 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 California Girls, a lot of the surf songs. What was it like during that time in California, 1965 to 1970? Amazing. The year's 1966. Barbara Ann became a hit in the first part of the year. Pet Sounds album came out in the middle of the year. And then Good Vibrations came out in the fall. What a year, huh? Oh, wow. In Good Vibrations, we were voted the number one group in Great Britain, number two being the Beatles, which nobody's been more successful than those guys, but, but we were big fans of theirs, and they of ours, and Paul McCartney said nothing but nice things about the Pet Sounds album, and God only knows in particular. You know, so it's been a fascinating time. Uh, obviously, um, the 60s was one of the more remarkable times in the history of music, I think, you know, because oh, yeah. I think we were the first boy band, and I think the Beatles came after us, and then, then as I say, all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the band that just wanted to surf and party. You were the happy band. That's right. We, Yeah, I've always accentuated the positive. I mean, if we're talking about surfing or cars or girls or stuff like that, right. our, our subject matter was, you know, upbeat and positive and, and you know, I'm talking about enjoying life, you know, and that's, I guess, the same concept that, that went into This Too Shall Pass, the new song. Even in the midst of the pandemic, we still have a lot to be thankful for and look forward to. It's interesting that you say that because I don't know you, but seeing you and hearing you sing, you always have this positive attitude and you look at, like, you know, you go back to the 60s, Jim Morrison, I mean, the guy was on drugs most of the time, but uh, you look at those artists and they were stressed, it seemed like, or they weren't enjoying it at the time. Like Jimi Hendrix, I know he looked like he was enjoying it on stage, but he was always worried that he wasn't good enough. Oh, boy. Well, he was definitely good enough. It's just too bad that some of those lifestyle choices in, ended up taking their lives. That's a bummer. You know, and that touched our group, too. My cousin Dennis, he couldn't get up off the alcohol or the drugs. You right. Know? And, it, and it ended his life way early, way too early, in 1983. Then my cousin Carl, he started smoking when he was 12 years old or so. It eventually took his life because of, from lung cancer. The same thing happened to George Harrison. Pretty ironic, huh? Did you ever do drugs back Did in the day? Well, I smoked a little bit, but that's about it. I never got involved with, you know, I couldn't tell you what cocaine is like or heroin or any of that other stuff. Right. Well, I mean, the infamous story about Brian Wilson staying in bed or staying in his bathrobe and not leaving his house for two years. I mean, what were you thinking at the time when he wouldn't get out of bed? He was in bad shape. I actually had to get him out of bed to go... And drove him down to the beach, walked along the sand a little bit, and then I came back and we wrote the song Do It Again in 1968, which went to number one in England. 
wasn't wasn't as high in the U.S., but it it did very well. And it's a song we do every night in concert. So, yeah, we were still able to do things creatively, but he was going through some tough times. Do you ever talk to him anymore, Brian Wilson? Is there a relationship there, or that's over? There is a love there, but he's his life is is determined. His actions are determined by other people. Uh, if we're together, it's just he and I. It's great, but it, it's not that way very often. We did a get together uh, a couple of years back when we did a, a Sirius XM program, a twenty-four hour day Beach Boys show, and and uh, we did a town hall together. And and after everybody left, Brian says, oh, "I love you, Mike," and uh, <laughs> it was a love fest. <laughs> so that that exists, you know. It's, but it's the people yeah. that get in the way. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. We're talking with Mike Love, the lead singer of the Beach Boys. I had Mark Goodman and Alan Hunter from MTV on, and we talked about MTV back in the 80s because there's a guy out there that's releasing 1981 to 1989. And then we started talking about Live Aid, July 14th, 1985. And the Beach Boys were involved in Live Aid in Philadelphia. Tell me about that. Tell me about that day and what was that like? Because the entire world was watching you. That is true. And in fact, Wembley Stadium had their artists there in, in, in London, and then uh, the stadium in Philadelphia, was, the Americans were, were there mainly. Bob Geldof, who started Live Aid, he wanted the Beach Boys. Um, promoter Bill Graham wasn't so thrilled with us, but Bob <laughs> Geldof said, you have to have the Beach Boys, because when they sing their songs, people are going to get in a good mood. and, and, and uh, Donate money! Exactly. Right. And you know what? It worked because they were singing along when we're doing Wouldn't It Be Nice, they're singing along in Wembley Stadium. Pretty amazing, huh? Right. What was it with Bill Graham? How come he didn't like you guys? I don't know. He didn't want you there. I, I guess we weren't cool enough or something. Maybe there was a jealousy there. Isn't he from the San Francisco area? You're an L.A. surfer dude. <laughs> yes. yes, he was, but I don't think it was that. But uh, he probably was managing somebody that he wanted on there. Of course. I don't know. That's how it worked with him. Yeah, it's all about the bottom line and money. Please tell me you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. Actually, I'm wearing a, an outfit that I got in India. It's very comfortable, drawstring and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was wearing this short sleeve, a Hawaiian-type shirt yesterday. <laughs> and I will get into one a little later, but you got to understand, it's a couple hours earlier here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because I was watching the video, This Too Shall Pass. You were wearing some pretty cool rings, and I know you're into a lot of meditation. Did they have meaning, those rings that you wear? They do. They're actually prescriptions. In Ayurveda, they have the knowledge of what value certain stones have. And actually, from ancient India, they will actually just prescribe a particular stone to be worn on a particular finger. It's pretty amazing stuff. It all has to do with astrology, too. Is it working? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I married a, a girl from Chicago. Really? Jacqueline. Jacqueline Pison, yeah, and uh, yeah, and and we've been together for um, maybe thirty three years. <laughs> I didn't realize that Jacqueline was from Chicago. Do you know where she went to high school? Uh, Proviso West. Really? Wow! Yeah. I had no uh-huh. idea. So, how often are you back here to see her family? Well, her mom now lives in Arizona, but we've been back there plenty of times. She's got you know cousins all over the place there, so. You know, if we did Ravinia, they canceled Ravinia. I on know, it. I know, man. Bummer. They, they canceled. Bummer every, of all bummers. They canceled everything. You know. 
the you, whole season. Well, you can't uh, go we on. We were set to go there on September 12th, uh, Jacqueline's birthday. Oh, wow. Well, you can't go yeah. on a tour this summer. What are you going to do? Are you going to work on the lawn? Is Mike Love push the lawn more? the lawn. Well, I have a nice pool. <laughs> There's always honey, honeydew things to do, you know. Well, of course. And, uh, I'm going to try and stay in shape and do some recordings, you know. Right. Why not? I mean, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you can see the video on YouTube, uh, the song This Too Shall Pass. It uh, You can get it just about everywhere. Proceeds going to feed America's COVID-19 response fund to help food banks across the country. Mike Love, you are the absolute best. It's great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me on the program. Honestly, it's great that you're getting the word out on This Too Shall Pass. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll have you back again soon and have you in studio when you're here with your wife. Oh, that's good. All right, great. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Thanks a lot. All right, bye-bye. People are wondering how long it'll last. As the saying goes, this too shall pass. Well, I believe the best is yet to come. So let's get back to having fun.